All right, here we go. Episode two, The Athlete Mindset. I am super excited um, to talk about everything that I want to talk about today. So I'm going to try to stay on topic, but I'm going to guarantee that I'm probably going to get thrown off on tangents because I just get super fired up to talk about things I'm passionate about. So um, episode two, I have two big things I want to kind of cover. Um, and hopefully they, they kind of go hand in hand uh, because I guys want I want you guys to understand the the benefit of harnessing in on your own inner athlete. And I know that saying that might make some of you uncomfortable because maybe you're not looking at yourself like you are an athlete. You look at the outside appearance, you look at the way you perform in the gym and the way you compare yourself to others, and you just can't seem to feel comfortable saying that. But I'm gonna tell you right now, hands down. The athlete is more about the actions than the actual results because what it takes to be an athlete is so different than what it takes to have talent. So you can be talented and not be athletic. You can be athletic and not be talented. So I think that this is going to go hand in hand with kind of giving you guys a little bit of a different approach to how you're looking at possibly um, your own your own goals, your own results, um, and kind of giving you something to think about if you have felt yourself being stalled. Um, and I'm going to relate it specifically to nutrition because I know that a lot of you guys follow me know that I am a nutrition coach. Um, and it kind of goes into the way that I look at how to approach getting somebody started and their, their whole process um, with working with me. And it's something that even without a coach, you guys can start to kind of maybe coach yourselves a little bit differently. And that's kind of the plan of this podcast. So without any further interruptions, I guess let me go ahead and get started. So let's start by talking about the athlete mindset. And I'm going to like try not to like verbiage read what I have because I have very basic notes written down anyways. But here's a cool way to look at it. The athlete does not diet. The athlete eats to optimize proper body composition for their sport for, and to optimize optimal performance in the gym for training and to optimize their performance on the competition floor. What we see is the side effect of that commitment to themselves and to their nutrition to produce that. So what's funny though, is that many people, they want to look like an athlete. And I'm going to relate this to CrossFitters because most of you that follow me probably are CrossFitter or, or know that I do CrossFit. And we look at these athletes with these amazing bodies, or even in like the bodybuilding world or any of that. Um, and we want that. But the strategies that most people are taking to get that couldn't be further from the truth further from relation, whatever you want to call it. Because most people that go into a gym with the thought that I want to look like blah, 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 are not training the same way. They're probably prioritizing cardio over strength, prioritizing filling the sweat and the pump over working higher output, you know, movements and things that are going to recruit more muscles. Um, and they're probably eating with the sole purpose of not eating too much because they want to lose weight. And as an athlete myself, I'm going to tell you this. I eat 
the way that I eat so that I can train the way that I train. And I train the way that I train and I eat, and I train the way that I train because I eat what I eat. So I'm not looking to see how little I can eat. I want to optimize how much I can eat. And so to do that, my output is very high. And so it's kind of like what's first, the eating or the training. I don't really think one is before the other. I guess if I was to argue on one side, I'd say my eating should support my training. And that's hands down the truth. But, you know, at the end of the day, I can eat more because I train. And my training is specifically because I want to maximize what my body's capable of. So that's one thing. The other thing about athletes kind of going into the next kind of segue is athletes don't exercise. They train. So when I get ready to go to the gym, I don't say I've got to go exercise. I don't say I've got to go do cardio. Okay. I do monostructural intervals with the sole purpose of bringing up my cardio output. And I go train to get fitter. I don't quote unquote exercise. And yes, at the end of the day, keeping it simple, it is exercise. But I can exercise by going out for a walk. I can exercise by lifting very small weights. But I train with a purpose. I go to the gym with a purpose. And if you're listening to this, you probably do go to the gym with some sort of purpose. Athletes also aren't random and spontaneous. Most athletes have a coach or they have a program that they follow and they're consistent. They don't skip gym days. They might have to modify gym days because they're not feeling good, but they're consistent. They have a habit. They've built it in. I have the exact same habit every single day with my training. And there are times where it changes because of work or because I'm just not feeling good. But 90% of the time, my training is pretty spot on. So if you're intermittently jumping in and jumping out of your training, that's not the athlete mindset. So the inner athlete is somebody who sees and hears me say those three things. You don't diet, you eat. You don't exercise, you train. You're not random and spontaneous. You're consistent in the gym. Those are three keys to harnessing your inner athlete. So if you're doing those three things right now, you're on the right track. Now, why am I talking about this on episode number two? Because I want to invite you guys all to get a copy of my fat loss or five steps of fat loss. PDF file, which will be linked in the show notes. But I want to kind of offer a little bit of the athlete insight to how it relates. If you can harness in on those qualities and those traits in yourself, you can transfer those over into your own goals. Maybe you're trying to lose weight. Maybe you've been trying to get consistent. Maybe you've been trying to find something that'll work to give you the body and the performance that you're looking for or you're looking to achieve. My goal of you finding that inner athlete is to give you that power, to give you the tools needed that you own to make whatever diet you're choosing, whatever workout program you're choosing, be effective to get you not only to reach your goals, but to actually be able to sustain them long-term. Hopefully that makes sense. 
And once again, I apologize for the poor quality of my podcast. I'm going to be honest. I don't have a fancy podcast studio. You are sitting in my studio apartment with me at my office nook. And I'm very happy about that. (laughs) So why did I title it Five Steps to Fat Loss? Well, there's probably more like 15, 50 steps to fat loss because there's so many factors. But these are the things that I find to be the most important on anybody's fat loss journey, whether you have five pounds to lose, 25 pounds to lose, or 105 pounds to lose. Because at the end of the day, it's all going to come down to the last five pounds. At some point, the person that has to lose 100 pounds is also going to have to lose five. And so if you take this into consideration now at the beginning of your journey, or maybe you are that person at the end of your journey with those last five, you can be way more successful long-term. And at first things first, speaking of the athlete mindset, speaking of the inner athlete, we're going to talk about mindset and how it applies to whatever you're doing that's working or not working. All right. So what kind of a mindset do you need to have for effective fat loss? Well, the first things first is kind of just kind of rolling through my notes here. So just give me a second. Uh, I want to make sure I start with where I want to is I'm going to start with a quote. And I did quote this in my um, PDF. Motivation makes it easy to start something, but following through is going to require you to be committed. Let's talk about that inner athlete. They're committed. They're not looking for the means to an end. They're not hitting the finish line and then deciding to hang up their shoes. That might come in their retirement but they're going to fulfill their season and they're going to end up in their retirement, probably bringing that same steadfast athlete mindset into whatever their next adventure is. And so when it comes to mindset, there's a couple of things I want to focus on here. If you're constantly searching for some way to get out of pain, you're constantly looking for the bandaid on the problem. You're never going to be consistent. And I'm going to relate this to people that are looking for those really quick solutions to why you're not seeing progress. They're looking for all the fancy reasons for why they can't lose weight. My metabolism slow, my hormones. I need to stop eating carbs. Maybe I should try intermittent fasting. Maybe I should do this, this, and this. Nutrition is way more simple than we allow it to be. But simple is not always easy. So if you're constantly searching for some fancy way to find the keys to your fat loss, step number one is to look more for simplicity because a lot of times those fancy things are not very sustainable and they usually do not align with your core goals or I'm sorry, your core values and the things that you actually want to have in your routine life. So that's number one is you need to make sure that whatever you're doing it is going to make sense for your life. Intermittent fasting could make sense for somebody's life if they're working 12 hours a day and they don't have time to eat. That makes sense. But if you're hungry every two hours, no matter what you do, trying to do intermittent fasting is only going to make you more stressed out. If you enjoy eating things like rice, sweet potato, pizza, telling yourself, You're going to go into ketosis and live there for the rest of your life is not ideal. They're temporary solutions for a bigger problem. And the problem really comes down to us identifying 
It's not the outside that needs to change. It's looking at the inside. Why is it that I can't seem to moderate how much pizza I'm eating? Why is it that I can't figure out how to manipulate my calories to get me the results I need or to maintain my weight the way it is? That's where the simplicity comes in. And we're going to go into that a little bit further in a few minutes. But mindset is also taking some notes in the beginning to identify a few things. What it is you actually want. Why you actually want it. When is a realistic time frame for you to achieve it? And why and, and, and who you have to become to actually reach that goal. Okay. So what do you want? Beginning of the year, what does everybody say? I want to lose weight. How much do you want to lose? What's a realistic timeline for that? Why do you want it? Because you're unhappy? Why are you unhappy? Because you don't like the way you look in the mirror? Why don't, you look, why don't you like the way you look in the mirror? Is it because you like lack acceptance in your outside life? It's not just because you want to lose weight. There's a deeper why. So what you want and why you want it, when you're going to achieve it. And I'm going to spend a little bit of time now talking about that who. Because at the end of the day, if you really want results, you're probably in a place of pain in your life right now. There's probably something that you're really uncomfortable with, whether it's the way you look, the way you feel, your performance in the gym, something you're desperately seeking. And if you think that you're going to change without changing who you are, you are sadly mistaken. You are going to have to change behaviors and habits in order to see the change in your body and in your life. And this can be put across the board in any endeavor you're on, whether it's business related, whether it's fitness related, whether it's nutrition related, whether it's life related, whether it's trying to be a better mom, whether it's trying to be a better employer, whatever it is, you're going to have to change something. And it's not always going to be easy. In fact, it's rarely easy. But I'm spending a little bit more time on that key factor because it matters more than you think. If you never have time to cook and you're always eating out, guess what? You're going to have to be the person that figures out how to prepare your own food or how to control what you're eating in a different way. If you want to be an athlete, you want to look like an athlete, but you don't like working out, maybe you need to reevaluate what your actual goal is, or maybe you need to start learning how to like working out. One of the two. So it's like you have to realize that what you want is going to come with a level of steadfast to become something that you're not yet. You are going to have to change who you are. And it doesn't mean that you're not still going to be yourself at core, but you're, have, you're going to have to let yourself let go of some of the things that don't line up with the person you want to become. I'm going to tell you right now, and I don't want to get like, because I can get really fired up about this shit. You go ask somebody that has successfully last or lost a hundred pounds and kept it off for five years. Go ahead and ask them if they are the same person they were when they were a hundred pounds heavier. And I'm going to tell you right now, they will tell you absolutely not. It's the truth. We are always evolving. So who do you need to become to reach those goals? That's what I got on mindset. And I know a lot of it comes down to the who, 
But that's like the main thing that I want you guys to get out of that. All right. So maybe you are harnessing your inner athlete. The next piece of your five steps of fat loss that a lot of people are missing out on are the preparation phase. And preparation and mindset are kind of hand in hand as well, because taking the time to set your goals, setting a timeline, evaluating are part of the prep phase. You got to know where you're starting to know where you're going to go. If you're just looking from zero to 100, you're missing 10, 20, 30, all the way up to 80, 90. Okay. So you've got to take that time to evaluate. Not only are you looking at, okay, timeline, you're also looking at things like, well, how realistic is it for me to reach that timeline? If you're working 80 hours a week, juggling three kids, sports, trying to get to the gym, and trying to prep your nutrition, telling yourself that you're going to shred in the next six weeks is probably going to be very difficult and stressful. But if you're looking to make small changes over time, maybe it's starting to look at your life and figure out what can give a little so that you can take a little and find a more balance so you can kind of start to work towards your goals. You don't have to change overnight. But I know that in the beginning, we all want fast progress. Everybody wants to see things now. Instant gratification is why we do things like drink alcohol or why we give in to impulses. It's because we want that instant fix. Like we want something right now. You crave something, you eat it. We want that feeling right now. But sometimes instant gratification can also lead us down the wrong path. So Taking the time to really think about where you're at and where you got to go so you can map it out. So when I come, when it comes to getting ready for fat loss, though, you got to see if you're prepared for the work ahead of you. If you're living a super stressful job, you're not sleeping six to eight, at least six hours a night. Realistically, you should be sleeping seven to 10 hours a night. If you're running around, it's just going to make it very difficult for you to make the progress that you need because you're not going to have the time. It's also important to look at things like, when was your last diet? Have you been metabolically adapted? And I can spend a whole podcast talking about metabolic adaptation, which I know that I will. But whatever those things are, are you in a healthy place to diet? Like, it's not smart to embark on this big life change when you've got so many other things. So it might be you're embarking on this new life change might start by working at little pieces of your life so that you can give all of yourself to your goals. Also things like basic routine. Are you consistent in the gym? Like where are you at with your nutrition knowledge? Do you know what healthy food looks like? There's so many things that you have to kind of know where you're at so you can know where you have to go. The number one thing I will tell you on a fat loss journey is let's just say you've taken the time to evaluate all of those things and like you know you're ready for the diet. The number one thing people miss out on is evaluating their current intake. How much are you currently eating? Instead, they go right from eating whatever they want to restricting their calories based on a, on a calculator. And here's the thing about that. Let's just say I want to squat 300 pounds for all you athletes out there because that is one of my goals. If I want to squat 300 pounds and I have no idea where I'm at, how am I going to know how to train off percentages leading up to that? How am I going to be able to periodize my training for that? 
I can't because I have no idea where I'm at. It's the same thing with your nutrition. And if I go too intense too quickly, chances are I'm going to burn out. Same thing with your nutrition. If you go too intense too quickly, you're going to see fast progress and then it's going to die off. So you're better off getting an inventory of where you start. So my first recommendation for those of you guys, if you want me to give you some free advice right now and you're looking for fat loss, here's what you're going to do. You're going to download some kind of food tracking app. I use MyFitnessPal, not associated, not a plug. Still has its faults, but it's probably the easiest one for me to find whatever I need and connect with my clients. And you're going to track all your food for a week without thinking about changing things, which I know subconsciously you're going to change things. But the most consistent you can get for a week of your nutrition, that's the place to start. Because now you've got something to work with. You have an idea of where you're at, so you know where you got to go. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to manipulating your body weight, when it comes to fat loss, we're going to have to manipulate calories by creating a calorie deficit. And so your calorie deficit should not always be based off of an online calculator. That's a great baseline, but it's not always right for everybody. Here's a way I can relate that to those of you guys that do CrossFit. We all know the RX standards when we go into a CrossFit class. It might be Grace at 135 pounds and 95 pounds. And I'm telling everybody in the class that's their weight. But you got Susie Q, who it's her second week, second week of CrossFit. She's only ever clean and jerked maybe two times. You think she's going to be doing 95 pounds, even though that's what it says women are going to do? Hell no. And if a coach told her that, we all know that we'd probably not be going back to that gym again. The same thing here. Those are a baseline, and we adjust based on the individual. So kind of going into very basic, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because, once again, I could spend a whole podcast talking about quality and quantity. Okay, quality food, quantity of food. So quality is what kind of food you're eating. Quantity is the amounts of those foods. Like I said in the beginning, athletes don't diet. They eat to optimize their performance and their body composition. So bottom line, when it comes to quality and quantity, quality matters. Quality also matters for fat loss because at the end of the day, I could get shredded eating pizza, chicken wings, and cookies, but the amount of food that I'm going to be able to eat is way less. And it's going to make it very hard for accuracy. So it's going to make it a little bit harder for me to control my results. It's also lacking a lot of the nutrients that I need to optimize my body's ability to burn fat because systems aren't going to be as healthy if I'm not getting in enough micronutrients. I'm not going to feel as full. So there's a lot of things that quality matters for. You need fiber. You need nutrients. Yes, you can take a green supplement and a micro, a micro, um, like a multivitamin, which, you know, that's, that's fine, but your body needs nutrition. I guarantee you, if you're eating shitty food, it's not going to be sustainable. Do I think that all foods are part of a healthy plan? Absolutely. And all of my clients know because they'll text me, Cheryl, I'm going out for sushi. Is that okay? Of course it's okay. Just know the more you do that, the less accurate your food journal is going to be. But if they're doing that 10, 15% of the time and that's sustainable fat loss for them, I'm happy. You want to have faster fat loss, do it less. You're okay with a little bit slower progress, do it more. 
At the end of the day, all foods are part of the plan, but food quality should definitely be dialed in 80 to, if not 90% of the time. But food quality isn't what people think. Carbs are not bad. Cookies are not bad. It's looking at whole foods to be the primary source of your nutrient intake. So carbs from all foods are fine, but we want to prioritize getting things like sweet potato, fruits and vegetables, you know, even things like rice, quinoa, those are all fine. Every once in a while, your carbs might come from a tortilla chip and that's okay. In fact, a lot of times for my clients that have cravings for those things, simple fix to get them to eat more quality is why not make a salad and instead of using croutons, let's take some tortilla chips and crush them up on top. Now you're going to have your tortilla chips and your nutrition too. So quality matters, but what matters more for, uh, for fat loss is going to be the quantity, how much you're eating. Going back to simplicity, you want to know the simplest way to control your results on your fat loss plan, control your calorie intake, and control your macronutrient intake. Those two things. All diets at the end of the day have macros. There is no macro diet. There is macros in every diet that you eat because macronutrients are a part of every single one of your calories. Protein has calories. Carbs have calories. Fat has calories. And all three of those things do different things for our body. But at the end of the day, they all make up calories. And as I said to begin with, we need a calorie deficit for fat loss. But how do we manipulate those numbers to reach that? It's not always what you think. It's not always just dropping carbs. In fact, most of the time, people are getting entirely too much fat because they do rely a lot on restaurant food, which people are often at or restaurants are often adding a lot of fat to. So it's knowing how much your body needs. And like I said, I can get into a whole podcast going over how to break down macronutrients, and we definitely will. But right now, we're going to move on, kind of keep it simple. I'm already feeling like I'm taking up too much of your time. I appreciate you guys that are still listening to this. And I definitely want some feedback. So you got your quality, you got your two cues. Let's talk about progress and biofeedback. And I'm going to relate this once again to that inner athlete. If you're an athlete, you know you're setting benchmarks for yourself. You know you're looking to track progress somehow because you want to see that your training is making progress. People that exercise are often not looking at those markers. People that exercise are often using the same weights every single time because they've done it before and they think it's going to produce results if they keep using the same thing. I could do another podcast on progressive overload and how that's going to be more effective. But right now, what I want you to understand is that athletes track progress. And in your fat loss journey, you need to be tracking progress as well, along with biofeedback. So progress, that's the numbers. That's how much weight am I losing? That's what are my measurements looking like? That's how are my clothes, you know, like what are my, are my clothing sizes going down? That's that stuff. Am I getting more hours of sleep? Are my blood biomarkers going down? That's progress that's trackable 
and traceable to a number. Biofeedback is often overlooked in a fat loss journey and is hands down one of the reasons why people end up completely burning themselves out from a diet. So things like how, what is the quality of your sleep? Are you staying asleep? Things like, are you, is your training feeling good? How is your hunger? What is your cravings like? Are you feeling burned out? Are you getting stressed out, more anxious? All of those things should be in check. How is your digestion? What about mental focus? How about your mood? All of those things matter for your fat loss journey. If you're ignoring them, you're ignoring your body's need for something. And in order for you to get what you want from your body, you've got to sometimes give your body what it needs. Diet breaks. We're going to talk more about that. It's the same thing in your training if you're an athlete. You know that there's going to be days where you want to push hard, but you got to pull back a little bit because it's just not there. You know, there's going to be time for a deload when you need to take a little bit back on the volume, take a little bit back on the weights, because you know that after that deload, you're going to come back way stronger. So progress and biofeedback is a huge part of your fat loss journey. So as I kind of segue already into this is the breaks, the need for breaks, the need for all of that stuff. And, and in reality, this is the hardest part for most people to understand. You cannot diet forever, just like you cannot compete every day in the gym. You've got to have periodized time away from that stress physically and mentally. So you've got to learn that at some point you're going to have to take a break. And depending on how much weight you have to lose and the health of your body and the sustainability of what you're doing, you may have to take more than more than less or less than more. It depends on the person depends on the lifestyle. That's okay. It's individualized based on your life. You're not living anybody else's life. So for some people that break and come when they have a vacation planned, they might already have that in the books. A, vac- or a diet break might come, you know, just because they need one because I'm getting bad biofeedback from them, you know, but the important thing is to understand what is the purpose of it. One, we're looking to restore some metabolic health. So as you diet, your metabolism is going to adapt. We'll talk more about that in another podcast. And so by taking a little break, bringing calories up to maintenance, giving your body a little bit more fuel to optimize your body's health, you won't feel so crappy. You'll be able to move a little bit better in life. Your body's going to feel a little bit better. And oftentimes when you do that, you won't have to drop calories as much. The other reason is the as a mental break, like the mental, like, you know, just giving yourself some time off from thinking about what you're doing. The habits should still be there. The lifestyle should be, should be there, but the focus should not be so much on how is this going to affect my results and more about, I want to get back to working on my results. Now, here's the deal. I don't believe in calling this a cheat. I do not believe in people having cheat days. Cheating implies that you're doing something bad or wrong. And food is not bad or good. It's food. Taking some time to socialize with your friends and having a couple of drinks is not bad. 
it's a different priority at the moment. So it might not be in line with your current goals. It's not cheating. And that's why I do recommend if you want to see the best results for most people that I work with, having controlled diet breaks is a better strategy than just going what I call quote unquote rogue. Because the rogue strategy usually leads to a little bit of unhealthy behaviors, but it also depends on how much of a deficit that person was in. So if you're chronically dieting yourself, when you take those breaks, you're going to want everything. Hands down. I'll be honest. I'll talk to you about my own situation. When I was younger, 19, 20, 21, and I was in the heat of my eating disorder. And before I actually went to an actual treatment center, um, and I was anorexic and I was literally burning the candle at both ends, trying to see how much I could move and how little I could eat. I went the opposite direction. I started to binge on food because I was so freaking hungry and everything tasted so good. And I hadn't had it in so long. And so I was like, I deserve this. I didn't deserve to just gorge myself. I deserve to take care of my body. I deserve to eat what I wanted. I deserve to find a reason to live. I didn't need to eat a whole loaf of bread with peanut butter and banana on it. I did not need to down a whole box of cereal. And that's me being very vulnerable right now because that was a really dark time in my life because I went from one extreme to the other. And that's very, very extreme, but I see it in a less extreme on a regular basis from people that come from the backgrounds of low-carb dieting or cutting out too many calories or trying to kill themselves in the gym and then they're starving and they can't stop eating. Like that stuff is not healthy. And I say that like, oh, it's not healthy. No, I say that because I want you guys to understand that in order for you to have sustainable fat loss and feel good, you have to be healthy. If you're not healthy, it's not going to be sustainable. And I don't think that I'm the picture of perfect health. I'm not saying that. But I do feel like I'm a pretty healthy individual. I go to the doctor. And when I do, they're like, your blood biomarkers are okay. Do I deal with some overtraining, overreaching sometimes? Absolutely. But I think that that's part of being a high achiever and being an athlete. Have I ever been in that place longer than a couple of days? No. Usually it's a day or two and I'm snapped out of it. Do I feel better now that I'm eating a lot more? Absolutely. So diet breaks are part of your plan. The best way to kind of assess when you need them, though, it's really going to come down to, like I said, lifestyle factors. Um, Vacations can kind of be built in diet breaks, you know, weekend gatherings, you know, and and obviously if you have a more social life, you might be doing more gatherings versus an actual longer diet break. You might be more of like a weekender higher calories in the weekend. That's also part of the plan sometimes with some of my clients. But at the end of the day, you have to have a strategy. It can't be all because then you're like obviously going to be so far from the actual plan that you're taking more breaks and actually working. So it's it's knowing that balance. And once again, that's where the, the, the tracking and the biofeedback and the progress tracking comes in. So that's kind of like the basics of, of what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. Um, and I know that it, it can be so hard to find 
the parallel for some of you, because maybe you guys feel like you're so far from being an athlete that that just seems so foreign to you. But if you can at least take in the words that I said, that athlete mindset, that inner athlete, and if you can take a second to think about the things that you've tried to reach your goals, whatever those goals might be, and ask yourself, are you applying any of those thoughts the way an athlete would? Are you thinking things through? That's all I got for you guys today. So if you guys do want to download my five steps to fat loss, there's going to be a link in the show notes for you guys to go ahead and do that. Um, if you guys have any more questions, anything that you would like to learn more about, please shoot me a direct message. Um, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, um, or even in my, uh, text messages. I'll put my, my phone number in the show notes. Um, that's all I got for you guys this week. Have an amazing week and I will talk to you guys next week.